Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Relatable with Star. This is the podcast for hot messes who are sick and tired of fumbling their way through life and are ready to learn how to be an adult. Coming up on today's show. Have you ever had your heart broken? Don't worry, bestie, so have I. As much as we'd like to think that dating in our 20s is all romance, flowers, and Matthew McConaughey kissing us in the rain kind of vibes, it's not. It's more like you can't even get a text back, everyone's afraid of commitment, and if you're lucky, you might get a fire emoji reaction to your Instagram story. Or maybe, just maybe, a you up text message at 2am. Breakups fucking suck, and they are, unfortunately, something we're all going to face at some point. So how do we learn to piece back together our lives when we feel like everything has turned to shit? How do we reconnect with the parts of ourselves we feel like we've lost along the way? Well, we'll get into all of that. But first, let's kick off today's ep with another ick segment. As always, thank you so much to everyone who has sent me their icks. It is literally one of my favorite things to talk about in the whole world. I feel like you can really learn a lot from someone by learning what has given them the ick in dating. And because I love you so much, I am going to give you two today. All right, let's jump in. (laughs) Okay, this is the first one. He would literally send me snaps of him biting his lip. Oh, cringe. Massive cringe. I feel like obviously the whole TikTok thirst trap boy kind of vibe is really a thing at the moment. Like the whole pulling up the shirt seductively, looking at the camera, biting the lip. That to me is a major confirmed ick. Oh, why Snapchat it? Why do you have to document that shit, bro? Come on, keep it to yourself. That's private. I don't know. But I want to know, what were you sending back? Did you do anything that initiated the lip biting Snapchat saga? Who the fuck even uses Snapchat these days? If If you're over the age of 18, do you use Snapchat? If you're listening to this and you use Snapchat, please don't send me one because I don't use it. Do you use Snapchat? Does anyone use Snapchat? Oh my God. Anyways, okay, let's get into another one. This one is fucking cooked. Oh my God. When he requested warm milk after my dad asked if he wanted a drink. Oh my fucking God. Who the fuck drinks warm milk over the age of three years old? First of all, who uses Snapchat and who the fuck drinks warm milk? Ew, that is so... Okay, so did your dad have to like (laughs) get a little pot and heat it up on the stove? You know, when you heat up milk, you have to keep stirring it or else it splits. Did your dad have to be like, one second, John, just let me get my little fucking pot out and my whisk and sat there whisking or did he just chuck it in the microwave? Or what was your dad's reaction? I really would love to know because... If a guy asks for warm milk, I wouldn't even know what to do. Imagine if he's like, oh, can I get a glass of warm milk? And then your dad gets out some cow's milk and he's like, actually, I drink oat milk. Do you have any of that? Like, 
That is so funny. I feel like the safe thing is always just, oh, can I just get a glass of water? Thanks. You know, when you go to someone's house and you don't want to be rude, like even if they ask you and like you're really dying of thirst or like you really want something specific, oh, just just water, thanks. Oh, no, thank you. I'm okay. But warm milk. I mean, brother, I commend you for just going after what you want and what you need, which apparently is a glass of warm milk. (laughs) That is so fucked. All right, let's get into the proper content of today. And as you already know, we are talking about breakups. Oh, I just need to take a deep breath before we have this conversation because I used to have a curse. Now, the curse that I had was that I was only drawn to guys that were absolute fuckwits. Absolute fuckwits. I'm sorry, there's just no better word to describe the type of person that they were to be in a relationship with. And if any of my friends are listening to this, they will know. It's been a running joke for our whole life together that I had a curse. I have somehow broken that curse because now I'm with Matt. He's amazing. I'm in a very happy, positive, loving relationship. We're coming up to four years now. Amazing. It's possible to break the curse. But holy fuck, when I was younger, I had some doozies. And it's crazy because when you're in the thick of it, you just accept what you're going through. You're like, this is what I deserve. This is normal. It's normal to fight with the person that you're meant to love every single day. It's normal to have these really toxic patterns of communication and interacting with each other. And it's not until you're out on the other side of that, that you realize like, oh, okay, that's not normal. The bar was set so low and I... I tolerated some fucking shit. Let me tell you that when Matt and I actually got together, I remember he bought me flowers once for no reason. He didn't do it. He didn't cheat on me. He didn't do anything bad. It wasn't apologizing. He just bought me flowers. I broke down. I fully burst into tears because before that I was like, wait, why are you getting me these? Like full went into sus mode thinking to myself, what has he done? What is he apologizing for? Because my brain was so wired to think from previous relationships that when someone does something nice for you, it's because they're trying to make up for something shit that they've done. So that's just a little thing that I had to heal. You know, we're always healing. We're always trying to get over our previous shit to move on to the next. So I've had three big breakups in my time. I'm coming up to 28 years of age. I've had three big breakups. So they were like proper relationships, but then in between that, I've had some situationships as well. And holy shit, situationships can hurt just as much, if not even more than a proper relationship. It doesn't matter how long you've been with someone. I feel like unfortunately time is not a very important factor when it comes to breakups because you could be seeing someone for literally three months, even less time than that. And it hurts just as much. The pain that you feel from a breakup, it's physical. It's not just like, oh, you know, I'm just a little bit sad. Like, no, it it hurts in every way. And it sucks because you feel like you have lost your whole world. Everything around you has crumbled. Obviously, when you're in a relationship with someone, they become part of your identity. You create your life together. You have crossovers with your friends, the things that you do, like you base your life around each other, essentially. So then when that all comes crashing down, That's why we feel so, so lost. So 
What do we do if we find ourselves in a situation like this? I just want to say, if you are currently in a situation like this, I'm sending you the biggest, biggest hug ever because I totally feel your pain. But I'm going to talk you through my top three tips, hot tips when it comes to breakups. Rule number one. Oh, is it a tip or a rule? I don't know. Number one, out of sight, out of mind. No matter how tempting it is to still stalk this person on social media, use one of your fake burner accounts or use one of your friends accounts to go and look at their stories or go and look at their posts, don't do it. Don't do it. You are just digging yourself a hole and it's only going to make you hurt more. If you go looking for something, you will find it. And I know what it's like, you get into that spiral and it's kind of like you just get really narrow focus and you're like, no, I just, I need to go and do this. Like you need to scratch that itch almost. Don't do it. It's so important to take control of as much as you can in a situation like this. And one thing that you can easily do is remove them out of your sights. Oh my God, my voice. Wow. You don't want to see their face. You don't want to see what they're up to because the thing is that after a breakup, we're always going to be trying to post to make ourselves look extra hot or like we're doing well. When the reality is that everybody's fucking hurting. Everybody's upset. Everybody is probably just trying to survive, get through one day at a time. And if you notice that the other person on the other half of the breakup is doing that, or you feel like they're trying to post to make you feel a certain way, don't stoop to their level. Just remove yourself from it. I, <laughs> I have blocked a lot of people on social media. I know that's pretty savage and there are some people who don't agree that blocking people is the way to go, but I personally believe that's great. Or even on top of that, maybe deactivate your account for a short period of time. I really believe that you need to acknowledge your feelings as they come. I would never say to you, repress what you're feeling. No, what I'm saying to you is you need to be smart about how much energy you give to certain situations like this, because the chances are you're just trying to put one foot in front of the other at the moment, right? So why would you want to expose yourself to the potential of being hurt even more? Preserve your fucking energy out of sight, out of mind. And it's also really important to set boundaries with people who you share mutual circles with, with this person, right? So like I said before, you often will have crossover, you'll have similar friendship groups or blah, blah, blah. And sometimes you can get someone from the other group coming to you and reporting on things or, oh my God, I saw this person on Tinder. Like you don't actually need to hear that right now. As much as your brain might be trying to tell you that it's good for your closure, it's actually not. You're never going to get closure from the other person. That is something that you have to seek yourself. And that comes from you looking within and healing and doing all of the work. You're never going to get that from the other person because the, ch- the chances of them actually knowing that they did something to hurt you or them actually under- acknowledging and understanding the impact that they've had on you, they're probably not. Expect nothing from other people. Can I just say, please lower your expectations, especially when it comes to breakups. And when we're driven by emotions, we can say and do silly things and we can act in ways that don't truly reflect the person that we are. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And 
Let me tell you, when I broke up with one of my exes, I fucking went to his doorstep and was like messaging him relentlessly being like, no, please, you need to talk to me. You need to talk to me. We need to sort this out because at that time, I thought that the only way I was going to be able to move forward was to hear him say, I don't even know what the fuck I expected him to say. But now I look back on that and I'm like, that was so silly. That was just me. Like I said, you get that really narrow focus and you start digging yourself that hole and it's really hard to pull yourself out. But guess what? I never had this podcast episode back then. Okay. So I hope that by listening to this, maybe just maybe it's going to stop you from acting on those urges. So lower your expectation. You don't get closure from anybody else that comes from you. Okay. Out of sight, out of mind, fucking block them and delete them. Remove yourself from social media momentarily if you need to and set those boundaries with the people around you. You don't want to hear shit about their life. You don't need to. I know that some people think they can be friends with their exes, but in my opinion, when things are fresh, space is what's needed. You need space away from that person because like I said, when you're highly emotionally charged, you're probably going to say things that you don't really mean. You're going to act It's going to be a knee-jerk reaction. So just take the time and space as much as you need to. And then when you feel like you're ready and you're in a better place, maybe you can open up that line of communication again. Maybe you can feel like, okay, maybe we can be friends on social media now after X amount of time has passed. And guess what? That might never happen. I still have a lot of people, like I said, that I've got blocked and I don't really ever want to give them access to my life again. You get to make that decision. Now, of course, it's important to acknowledge that I am basing all of this advice off anecdotes. This is my experience, everything that I've been through. I don't have kids. I don't have any other adult things that are tying me to people that I've been with before. So I acknowledge that. And I know it might be a little bit different for you, but let's get into rule number two. And rule number two is to surround yourself with people that make you feel good. I mean, this extends far beyond just the period of going through a breakup, but it is so, so important when you're in the thick of this. Oh my God, you need to lean on the people around you. And guess what? The reality is that when you're in a relationship, sometimes what you do, even if it's subconsciously, you might push the people around you away, okay? It's a really shitty thing, but guess what? We've all done it before. Maybe you don't give as much time to your friendships as you did when you were single. And it's not a nice thing to admit, but it's something that everybody does at some point. But if you do have a true solid foundation of a friendship, I hope that you know you have still put in a little bit of effort here and there. Like we always say, people are busy and that's okay. But this is the time for you to now reconnect. What's really important is that you don't use people just because, you know, you're going through a breakup or, oh, now I've got all this free time. So suddenly I'm going to expect that my friends spend every waking moment with me because that's a really shitty thing to do. On, on your behalf, that's probably you being not the best friend. And I have 100% done that in the past. But let's talk about who you need to be surrounding yourself with at this time. The last thing that you want to fucking hear from people when you're in the thick of a breakup is, oh, everything's going to be okay. Time will tell. It's meant to be. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. That's not going to make me feel better. What you need, you're the only person that's going to know what you need at that point. Maybe you need people who are just going to listen to you. 
Or maybe you need people who are going to make you laugh. Maybe you need people who are going to shit talk the other person with you just within your private conversation. I know that that has always made me feel better previously. I know it's so petty. Wow, that probably really isn't good advice. But I like to laugh when I feel like crap. And I have awesome people around me that allow me to do that by shit talking the other person. That conversation doesn't need to extend far beyond that room. But whatever gets you by at the end of the day. Okay, so it's time to reconnect. Like I said, we tie a lot of our identity to the to a person that we're in a relationship with. So that can feel like everything is crumbled and everything is turned to shit and you really need to pick up the pieces and start to rebuild. So ways that you can do that, you've got to start by having a conversation, don't you? You've got to reach out to those people Maybe they don't need to know every little detail of what's happened within that initial message, but hey, can we go for a coffee? Can we go for a walk? You do whatever you need to do within that interaction and then you've got to just build it from there. But being around people that are able to bring you back down to earth and remind you, like I've already said, that this is temporary is going to do absolute fucking wonders for your healing and growth. And unfortunately, I think a thing that a lot of people do when they just get out of a relationship or they just get out of a situationship when they're going through a breakup is they're like, I'm going to go out. I'm going to get fucking off my head. I'm going to drink so much. I'm going to party. I don't think that's a good idea. Because I've said this before in the pod, whatever emotional state you're in right now, alcohol is only going to exacerbate that, right? So if you're feeling like shit and you're like, I'm going to look hot and I'm going to go out. Yeah, cool. You might have a good time, but then you're probably going to end up uh, sitting in the corner of a club crying or you're going to meet a random girl in the bathroom. She's going to tell you you look hot and then you're going to end up telling her your whole life story, which at times can be therapeutic, but I would always say to the people around me when they are going through a breakup is just take a hot second. Don't go out straight away because you need to sit with your emotions and process them. Can you organize with your friends instead to maybe have a movie night, have dinner at home? Sure, have a couple of drinks, that's fine. But don't put yourself in a situation where it's going to be extremely alcohol fueled because guess what? When you wake up tomorrow, you're going to end up feeling even shitter because you're going to wake up. You're probably going to be alone. I'm sorry. That's really hurtful to hear. But the reality is going to sink in all over again. It's that really horrible feeling of when you wake up and for a second you forget about everything that's happening. And then you're like, oh, wait, this is where I am now. I'm sad because I'm going through a breakup and I'm really fucking hungover and I probably have anxiety. So Surround yourself with good people and make sure that they're positive and wholesome interactions as much as possible. And hey, guess what? When you're ready and you've had your time to process what you need to process, get out there, go look hot, go fucking look sexy and get some validation from random people. It always makes you feel good when you're ready to receive it, but just make sure that it's the right time. Give yourself enough time and space. Okie dokie, my third and final tip. Pick number three, my lord. That is a Shrek reference. The girls that get it, get it. My third and final tip for you is being able to reconnect with those parts of your identity that you may have lost in a relationship. 
you might be a completely different person in some ways to what you were when you first got with that person. And that's okay. We're always changing and we're always growing. But what's really important when you are down in the dumps is to find things about yourself that you love and that you can work on and that you can reconnect with. For example, maybe before you had this person in your life, you were really creative or you were a lot more outgoing and maybe you're not that person anymore, but you can always, always rebuild. And the way that you used to express those parts of your identity, maybe that's changed. But what it's all about is finding ways to connect with that side of yourself. Okay, so if you were really outgoing, maybe you're a bit younger when you first got with that person. Maybe you were going to parties and stuff all the time. Okay, what are other ways that you can honor that side of your identity without putting yourself in situations that are going to make you feel shit. Unfortunately, I am not the person who's going to be able to answer these questions for you, but what I want you to do is really think about it. Okay. So what was something about myself that I really loved before? And I feel like I've lost and how can we reignite that as shitty as breakups are, it's also really fucking exciting because guess what? This is your new chapter. This is your new era. Everyone always pays me out for the way that I say era, era, era. I don't know. I'm a bit bogan, as you already know, but you are the main character. And guess what? You get to write the rest of your story, baby. Wow, this sounds so fucking cheesy, but guess what? It's true. You get to decide what happens next for you. And it's really important to try and reconnect with those parts of ourselves in ways that maybe we hadn't thought of before. And a great way to discover new parts of ourselves is to Do things that we've never done before. Get out of your comfort zone. You can be whoever the fuck you want to be now because you don't have anybody weighing you down. You want to go and try something new? Go fucking do it. You want to go to a place you've never been before? Go and do it. This is your chance because there is nothing holding you back. You've got no ties down to anything. You are defining the person that you are and the person that you want to be. And the way that you do that is through repetition by those daily habits, by engaging in those positive behaviors, okay? Don't go do something silly, but if you do do something silly, it's okay. Just acknowledge that it was shit and then move forward from that. But why not go do a class, a pottery class, a painting class, go and try a new gym, I don't know, go to a new restaurant by yourself. I've already done an episode on loneliness. So if you haven't listened to that, go back because that app also has some really great nuggets of wisdom on what we can do to learn to embrace our alone time rather than see it as a hindrance. So if you haven't, go and give that one a squeeze. I cannot stress how important it is to focus on the little things every day that make you happy. It can be literally the most random interaction that you have with a stranger or something that you eat or something that you see online. Focus on those little pockets of joy. Write them down. Write them down in the notes of your phone. Write them down in a journal if that's your vibe, if you're into that. Because when you're going through something like this, the whole world around you is going to feel really fucking bleak. It's going to feel like shit. And if you have those little tiny moments to hold on to, That is sometimes what's going to get you through the day. You can be like, you know what? Today was really shit, but I had this really nice little moment, even if it was just like a 10 second thing that happened to you throughout the day. At least you had that. And then guess what? 
a week later, you're probably going to have two moments and three moments and so on and so forth. I already said before, you don't want to hear from people that time is going to make everything better. Yeah, time makes everything better, but guess what? It doesn't happen magically. You're the one who has to do the work. It's not anybody else. It's you. This is your journey and it's going to fucking suck. Okay, it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be all like, oh my God, yay, I'm going through a breakup. Every day is going to be amazing. No, that's not the reality. It's going to be fucking shit, but it's about what you can do to take control of it as much as you can and to make it a little bit less shit. And hopefully that's what this episode has done for you. Okay, so number one, out of sight, out of mind, get that person out of your face. You don't want to see them. You don't want to talk to them. You don't want to hear any of their shit. Oh, this is another little tidbit to add to that one as well. If you ever have to meet up with this person, say if they're like, oh, you left some stuff at my house. Don't ever go to their house to do that. Do that in a public place because guess what? If you go to their house, as soon as you're with them, that comfort is just going to come over you like a wave and you're going to be like, oh my God, let's kiss. You're probably going to bang them. And then that's going to leave you feeling even more confused. If that situation does happen, don't shame yourself for it. Sometimes it's just part of the process, but as long as you can acknowledge it and move forward. Okay, so rule number two, we're just doing a little recap here. Rule number two, surround yourself with good people. Reconnect with people that you may have faded with over the past years or months or whatever, or get out there and meet new people. And last but simply not least, reconnect with the parts of yourself that you feel like you lost in the relationship. Get out of your comfort zone, try new things to discover new parts of yourself, romanticize the fuck out of every day. Okay. And know that this isn't going to be linear. No journey is linear. Not every day is going to be amazing and that's okay. Focus on those little pockets of happiness, pockets of joy. And when the shitty days come, sit in them for as long as you need to acknowledge it, push it to the side. Yep. I'm going to put a pin in you because I'm the main character and I get to control what happens in my life. Okay. Mic drop moment right there. (laughs) Don't go anywhere bestie because you know that we do not finish an episode of Relatable without taking a trip into my TikTok comments and DMs and we're going to extract the most disturbing ones and have a little chat about it. And I had to take a little bit of a break from the socials this past weekend because I was so fucking disturbed at the things that people were saying to me. So let's talk about it. All right. So first off this week, we have someone commenting on my video saying, you can call me daddy. No, thank you, Jakala79. I will not be calling you daddy. I will be blocking you instantly. Another one hot off the press, straight onto the block list. We've got old boy Dante Seven. I'll give you a facial you will never forget. You would like to give me a facial I'll never forget. I will certainly be trying to forget that you ever made that comment. Now, this one is particularly interesting to me because I went onto this guy's page and actually watched some of his videos and that disturbed me even more. I'm like, The urge that I have to post that online so people can see the type of people who are making these comments. But guess what? That's not the type of person I am. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to come on here and we can hopefully laugh about it together. But what the fuck is with people being so creepy this week? Oh my God, you are borderline harassing me 
on social media and you're doing it publicly as well. Like usually people will do it from a burner account when they've got no DP, they've got no content. They just kind of comment on people's shit. But these people, they're actual people and they post stuff about their own lives and then they still feel that it's okay to go and write this shit on people's content. Oh my God. It is just honestly fucking disgusting. All right, last one. This one was actually from a uh, female, apparently. This one was on Instagram. Wow, your boobs are literally so saggy. (laughs) They go under your arms. I had to watch this video twice to double check it. Oh my God. I mean, look, let me tell you, Susan, I don't like wearing a bra at the best of times. I find them extremely uncomfortable. I hate underwire digging into me. I I just don't like it. This top in particular that I was wearing in the video was a halter neck top, which typically you don't really wear a bra with. What happens when you don't wear a bra, a bra, a bra, a bra, a boob holder? Your titties are going to drop a little bit. And let's have a conversation about the expectation that boobs are meant to stay up and be perky and be round and amazing. That's so toxic. Guess what? Boobs come in all different shapes and sizes as to people's bodies. And it's not really okay for you, Susan, to come on and comment that on someone's video. Like, honestly, that's a bit embarrassing for you, isn't it? I would never, I would literally never comment on something about someone's body. Keep it to yourself, mate. Look, guys, as you know, it's always a reflection of other people's insecurities, but me and my saggy titties are okay and we are happy. We are thriving in life. We do not feel the need to go and project our insecurities onto other people's content, okay? So I say free the nip. And if you ever feel like commenting on someone's boobs or how saggy they are, just don't. Maybe just don't. If you can take anything from this episode, fuck the whole chat about the breakup. Let's just make it about boobs. Just don't. Just keep it to yourself. Okay. Wow, we started off today's episode with a glass of warm milk and we've ended on saggy boobs. If that's not a full circle moment, I don't know what is. Saggy boobs and glasses of warm milk aside, guys, if you do know someone who you feel would benefit from this episode, please send it on over to them. Of course, lots of great advice in between, if I do say so myself, about breakups. And I just want to reiterate that no matter how much can you consume about breakups no matter how much advice you get from those around you this is your journey and it's always going to be individual to you you are going to know what's best for you at the end of the day but I hope what today has done has made you think about things in a different way and guess what it's not going to be perfect you're probably going to act on those emotions sometimes and that's absolutely fine but it's all about the little things that you do every day that will build up over time if you do want to continue the conversation come into our relatable Facebook community. Wow. Lost for words. Absolutely lost for words with that one. I'll leave the link in the show notes and please take a screenshot of this episode. Chuck it up on your Instagram story. That makes me so happy when you guys do that. We've got to get the word out there, don't we? Because we got, oh my God. Wow. Can I, okay. It's really time for me to turn off the microphone because I cannot speak. Get the word out there as much as possible. The best way for this podcast to grow is by you guys spreading the word. We love a bit of word of mouth referral, don't we guys? As always, it's an absolute pleasure to be inside your ear holes and I will be back next week. See ya! Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.